in terms of the certification process? Are there any misconceptions that you've heard regarding that that you'd like to share? I think the one that stands out the most is just whether or not you need to have a platform already. But like I said, I'm not even 100% sure about that. I just sort of played it safe. At the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, hundreds of notaries seeking certification to perform remote notarizations were being rejected by the state of Florida each day. Between a flood of applications in a short period overwhelming the department and confusion among many applicants, the process has been slow going for some Ron hopefuls. Today, we're talking to a South Florida loan signing agent who says she was approved quickly and within a week had already scheduled her first remote closing. I'm your host, Amanda Farrell, and this is Title Talks. Based in Hollandale Beach, independent signing agent Sonesta Levy shares her experience of getting approved to do remote notarization and the process leading up to her first ever remote signing. She sat down to talk with me over a Zoom video call at the end of April. How are you doing? I'm good, surviving the pandemic, thankfully. It's been going a lot better than I uh, initially planned or thought it would um, turn out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of hype about like the fear and everything, and thankfully, um, I haven't heard too much bad news. But I know that there have been bad news going around, so hopefully that'll be over with shortly. For two weeks, I sort of self quarantined because I was feeling nervous that I was maybe spreading things around. I heard the statistic that may or may not be true. 60 or 70 percent of people my age can carry it but not have any symptoms so I was like kind of freaking out like I don't want to be spreading it around to anybody so I did a two-week quarantine and I'm feeling a lot more safe and I'm feeling a lot more confident that I won't be spreading around if I did if I do happen to catch it and then I also quarantine so well thank you for taking time to talk to me about you know you getting approval for Ron for online notarization that's really cool yeah um, I'm excited. <laughs> Congratulations on that. So are you are you just doing that now? Is there enough like um, so for- I just got my certification, my approval for Ron. Um, basically when I reached out to you, I was very excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my first Ron signing will be on Monday. So I've been sort of like cramming and trying to watch every tutorial video and get everything set up. I'm gonna do a test one with a friend. Uh, today, later today, so that I can have it all uh, aligned and all in order by the time I have my actual um, Ron closing. I did speak to a friend of mine who told me that she did a Ron closing, and she told me that there was just a lot of issues with the connection, so Mm -hmm. hopefully I will have that experience. (laughs) Yeah, I think, um, yeah, probably the connection, especially from the consumer side, is probably going to be one of the biggest concerns for a lot of uh, people who are setting up like, you know, remote closing rooms within their office. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've got a good connection and all that, it's, it's good to go. But usually on the other end, there needs to be a strong connection yeah. too. Well, I just learned today when I was studying the Doc Verify platform, which is the one I chose to go with, um, they have like some sort of pre-qualification test. So I took it myself and I saw it. It's pretty simple. They just ask you what kind of computer you have, what kind of internet you have, what browser, so then they'll be able to tell you if you qualify or not. (laughs) 
Is the doc verify is that the um, only platform you're using? Have you looked at other ones? Um, so I'm going to start slower and go with that verify with that one because I know that they store the recordings and the electronic journals so instead of having like a bunch of different outlets and trying to organize it I wanted everything sort of just in one one place to keep it cleaner and then if I see there's a need for another platform because you know one of my bigger clients only uses that one then I'd obviously be interested to expand but for now I'm going to take it slow. <laughs> where, where are you located by the way? Um, right now, I'm living in Hollandale Beach. I've, I moved there about four years ago, maybe say, I, yeah, close to four years ago. And before that, I started off in Aventura, and mm. I moved from New York. Nice. Okay, so mostly in South Florida, and you do mostly closings in Hollandale Beach area? Um, I cover the three counties I'm around. So I'm in Broward, and I cover Miami-Dade, and I cover Palm Beach. So I try to, I know they're pretty big counties, but I try to, you know, cover as much as I can. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a huge territory. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I guess my first, well, my first official question was mostly just about the process of getting certified um, to do remote online notarizations, what that was like, and how it differed from the traditional certification. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it was fairly simple. At first, it was a bit daunting just because there was so much concern and chatter and back and forth between everybody that's involved in the whole process because there's so many moving parts. So everyone, like, there was a lot of, like, anxiety and nervousness around the whole idea of it. So there was a bit of a hesitation and a dauntingness that I felt towards the application. But when it came down to it, the application was pretty clear the department of state has you know their instructions listed out on the website and they also even list out the courses that are uh, that accept in order for you to even apply so i selected florida land and title and in the course itself it tells you how to apply so it felt pretty clear to me i have been hearing that there were a lot of applications that were rejected and i think probably that might have been the case because maybe it wasn't clear or understood that the applicant needed to already have purchased the platform because their wording says they need to decide, which is a bit ambiguous, like maybe, you know, who you will go with, assuming you get the uh, approval. Um, so I think that might have been probably what their mistake was. I don't, I can't know for sure. I decided to just play it safe and I paid for the platform and then I, submitted a proof of my account to, so, to show what kind of um, payment plan and what kind of account that I had with them. Um, and DocRify is approved by Florida State, so. And was there something on the application where you had to send in that information about the, the payment of the, the platform? No, it just, it kind of just says to decide which platform. So I figured, okay, so how am I going to prove that I'm already signed up with them? So I went into my account on DocVerify and I printed out a page that basically showed what I had signed up for. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess that could be a little, if that was the reason that is a little amb ambiguous, I would assume that you could, you know, say, oh, this is the one that I'm thinking of. And it'd be a little bit of uh, the cart before the horse if you yeah. have to pay for that platform before you know you can even use it and make money from it. So I can see why that would be a point of confusion. 
it's just an assumption on my end. I'm just assuming that perhaps maybe that's the reason why people are getting rejected because everything else seems pretty clear to me except for that part. Because I was about to say, oh, well, I'm just going to go with this one. But then I thought, well, maybe they'll need proof of that. Gotcha. <laughs> so I printed that out. <laughs> what was something that surprised you about the certification process uh, for remote online notarization? I thought perhaps um, it would take a little bit longer for it to get processed because of what's going on with the pandemic and, you know, just the change and everything in everybody's lives. So um, that was pretty much it. The process itself seemed pretty fair, pretty simple to me. I mean, you do have to be a, a already commissioned notary in the state of Florida in order to be able to be eligible for Ron. Nothing else seems very surprising to me, which is That's a good, good thing. Yeah, I think people think about like um, technology like that and they assume it's going to be really difficult to understand and implement, but that's good to hear that it was pretty easy, sounds like. Yeah, and I'm more referring to just like the application process. I think getting used to the actual platform, um, you know, for me, it's been a little bit confusing just because I don't have a person to speak with directly. Uh, Doc Verify is not offering that yet. Um, so kind of just doing my research and trying to figure it out through the videos and trial and error, <laughs> but, um, hopefully that's simpler than I'm expecting as well. <laughs> and is, did you say that you had done, um, like a, the whole process on doc verify or that was something you were doing today for the first time? Yeah, that's something I want to test out today. In terms of the certification process. Are there any misconceptions that you've heard regarding that um, that you'd like to share? Misconceptions? Um, I think the one that stands out the most is just whether or not you need to have a platform already. But like I said, I'm not even 100% sure about that. I just sort of played it safe. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can find anyone who has more information on that and follow up because I'm curious too as to the reasoning for so many rejections. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps another uh, point of confusion might be that you have to already be approved as a notary. I'm thinking maybe some people assumed that it's like a different two-in-one perhaps. Yeah. Like the course itself, they don't really teach you notarial laws. They teach you the notarial laws in addition when it's you know, pertaining to remote online notarization, um, you know, perhaps the state might end up implementing like a two-in-one course specific for people who are not notaries yet, um, but so far they don't have that. Have you gotten any responses from your clients since you've been approved? Yeah, um, actually, one of the big reasons that I decided to go move forward with it, initially, I was very excited before it had even passed. Um, it passed, but it wasn't implemented yet before January. So I was thinking, I'm going to be on the forefront. And then I realized that there's a lot of questions. There's probably a lot of, like, you know, moving parts that need to settle between the lenders and the counties accepting, you know, RON documents. I figured I'm going to give it some time and let things, you know, figure out on their own, and then I'll get into it. Um, then when the, the pandemic happened, a lot of people started asking me if I'm, I am certified for Ron. And that's when I decided to just pull the trigger and go with it. So I have been getting a lot of good feedback. Once I got back to my clients, I told them that I'm now certified. One of them gave me one right away. So that's the one I have on Monday. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Congratulations. <laughs> that's awesome. We'll be right back. 
Title Talks is produced by PropLogix. PropLogix knows that most closing agents don't have time to sit on hold or engage in endless email chains to get property information. That's why we developed a full suite of time-saving services like lien searches, HOA searches, and release tracking. To learn more about the different ways your organization can reclaim that time and use it to grow your business, visit proplogics.com backslash services. Now, back to Title Talks. Although when we spoke, Sonesta hadn't performed a remote signing with DocVerify yet, she told me she had spent a lot of time watching tutorials and getting as familiar as possible with the platform. Give me some feedback on, on what it's like just within the platform itself, uh, to the best of your knowledge. Obviously, you haven't done an official uh, mm-hmm. notarization yet, but so far, what, what's your impression of like the user experience in the platform? Yeah, the user experience so far with DocVerify seems pretty simple. It's not too complicated. It's not hidden in a bunch of tabs. So pretty much everything's laid out clean. Um, But there has been a lot of like back and forth. I'm not really sure what to expect, which is probably where most of the confusion from, you know, lies for myself. (laughs) So I'm not really sure what to expect. And then I'm just just watching the videos and trying to figure out, um, you know, see their process and make it make more sense to me. One thing that I'm a little bit confused about is my digital certificate, which is um, not provided by DocVerify, but DocVerify did give it to me because they're partnered with um, digital cert. DigiCert is probably the company, digital certification. Um, So when I opened up the file that I downloaded, it said it was just for like the day that I downloaded it. So there's a little bit of confusion about how to use that. But I think it's just a button that I, like it's already downloaded and probably it's like implemented into their system. So there's gonna be a few discoveries that happen along with the platform. So what, sorry, what is the digital document that you're referring to? The digital certification is a requirement. Um, It basically serves as your stamp. I didn't have to purchase it through DocVerify, but they offered. And I could have purchased it from a third party and then just like uploaded it perhaps, but so far I'm just uh, figuring that part out. <laughs> okay. And so, so the, the question that you're, you're wondering about then is how to then like apply the stamp essentially? Yeah. Be- just because when I opened up the file, cause I was curious to see what it looked like. Um, the detail said valid from 4.3 to 4.4, which is when I had initially downloaded it. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that part's going to work out. I did send out my question to DocVerify, so I'm just waiting on a response. I don't know much about that technology and like the, the tamper-proof technology that they're applying. I know that that's a part of it and a requirement of it with under yeah. the Florida RON laws, but... You'd want, you'd want these type of things to be very secure, which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited because there's a lot of pressure on our end to make sure that there's no fraud. And, you know, we carry the E&O insurance and the bonds. So having this extra piece of technology that is, you know, even more thorough than the naked eye is very exciting to me to have that. So it feels like an extra uh, security measure, extra protection for myself. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I've gotten a little bit of a pushback from some notaries who disagree with the notion of like, you know, when someone appears before you and needs to be in person. And so they seem really uncomfortable with the idea of using audio video equipment. Can you talk a little bit more about why you think it's actually more secure? 
Well, because we talk about how, when, we, when I've learned about it, they talk about all the different um, methods of security. Um, so things that the naked eye can't see in the differences between a fake ID and a real ID, um, you know, the computer would be able to detect. So that's, that feels nice to me because I'm sure that there's really great fraudulent IDs out there that, you know, hopefully I've never come across, but, you know, I'm sure it happens to some notaries where they're fooled. So technology is always better than the naked eye, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Plus, they have the knowledge-based um, authorization, I believe it stands for, KBA. Um, so then the participant, the signer, it has to answer pretty personal questions. So I wouldn't know the answer to, you know, let's say I'm committing fraud uh, my neighbor under my neighbor's name. I wouldn't necessarily know the first car they owned or if they haven't, you know, a certain bank account. Um, but those are the type of knowledge-based answers that they would have to go um, to provide in order to get authorized. Yeah, and I, I think too, um, from what I read, it also seems that the having that recording available for review later as well could also help with you know, like elder abuse is a big issue in Florida. So if anything comes up where someone might have signed something and they weren't doing it of sound mind, or I, I know that's a, a something that notaries are supposed to also be able to look for. So yeah. any sort of signs of duress might not be apparent during a notarial act. But if you have that video recording, it seems to me that that would be uh, an asset for notaries to be able to review and make sure everything was actually done properly yeah i mean i would say i, I definitely agree with that and more in the, along the lines where like if somebody decided hey i can't pay this mortgage that i took out um i'm gonna claim that i didn't know what i was signing you'll have a recording and you'll have you know a recording of the notary who is saying you know this is your right to cancel you have you know three business days or whatever that's being offered to cancel and here they are, you know, being recorded, acknowledging that and signing it. So whatever it is, the closing disclosure will clearly state everything. So you have that recorded. No one saying, hey, no one even told me that there was such a thing called a closing disclosure because you can see it. It's actually recorded for the courts if they need to take a look at it later. I think it'll make a big difference and a big impact in the fraud part of all that. Is there any sort of advice that you would give to notaries who are thinking about doing the certification? Yeah, um, I say, you know, be confident and excited about it. I think that technology can always be a little bit scary and intimidating at first, but at the end of the day, like for me personally, I think it's a great option to have, you know, sitting behind a computer and being able to help somebody who's maybe on the other side of Florida or especially as a woman not wanting to go into, you know, people's homes all day, you know, there's a little bit of a fear factor there that you hope that those people are trustworthy, that you can enter their home and not be put at risk. So there's something very nice about the opportunity to do some Ron closings. Um, and all it takes is a little bit of, you know, time and energy effort to put into it and eventually, it'll become natural just the same way it becomes natural to do in-person closings. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll definitely become the norm in 10, 20 years, perhaps. Yeah. So and with we'll see. 
this, it'll be easier. You know, in the beginning, everything can be a little more confusing, but as you go on, as you become more experienced, it'll be more uh, fluid and a little bit more easygoing. <laughs> Anything else that you would add about Ron or about your work as a, a loan, loan signing agent is your uh, current job title, correct? Yeah. So anything real estate or loan transaction. Can you tell me a little bit more about like who exactly you work with, who your client is, and what where you fit into the real estate transaction process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my biggest clients are uh, title officers, loan officers, just because they're doing these transactions all day. Um, and then also real estate agents because they're with their client from literally point A to point Z. So they're the ones who care the most that their client is not, you know, just being thrown in front of an unprofessional notary who, you know, doesn't even know the documents. So the documents might come back incompletely filled out or incorrectly filled out. And then everything that they've done from, you know, sometimes it could even be a month, you know, a few months long process could have gone down the drain because it didn't meet the deadlines and their funding conditions. So it's the last thing that realtors would want. And um, then there's signing services that you can sign up with. I really appreciated having that because I wanted to um, get my experience before I can go in front of a title officer and tell them like, I promise you'll never have any mistakes because I didn't know that myself. Right. <laughs> but um, you know, having a signing service, which Basically, you know, you sign up with them, they do the advertising for you and they take their fee, obviously. Um, so you have that um, opportunity to get your, you know, your feet wet, get your experience. And um, a lot of them also have like instructions. So with the package, they'll say, you know, make sure you double check and um, the notice of right to cancel needs to have these things and these documents need to have a witness. So it's a great way to get started. A good piece of advice for sure. I, there's a lot, like I said, I, I'm learning something new every day and there's um, little bits that you learn from each person within the real estate transaction. Yeah. Um, so many different moving parts in the transaction. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. And I haven't bought a house yet or or a condo or anything like that. But I feel really lucky to have gotten the opportunity to learn as much as I have. I, I can understand how homeowners get so overwhelmed in this process. It's a huge purchase. So it you know it can be nerve-wracking because of that and also because they're not familiar with these documents, they're not sure what they're authorizing or signing away. Yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> Which is why I like to be part of that process because I'm familiar with everything and I'm constantly adding to my knowledge base so that way I can you know properly explain things to them I mean I'm not allowed to explain but I'm able to basically point out where it says on the document um, and then I'm you know I like to be kind and obviously not put them under pressure give them the amount of time that they need to feel comfortable so part of the notary's job is to make sure that they're not signing under duress and that they're completely understanding the documents that they're signing. That's great. It sounds like you really enjoy it. And uh, I really appreciate you taking time to talk with me today. It was really an honor to be on here. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, um, you have a great day. Stay safe. Thank you. Same to you. Bye-bye. Take care. Sinesta reached out last week to tell me that she's had a few attempts at remote signings, but that the Doc Verify platform has had some hiccups. She's hoping the company will offer better support for its users in the near future. 
She says she expected to have some technical troubles and that patience with new technology is always imperative. And a quick note for clarification on designating a vendor for Ron. On Florida's Department of State website under Authentications, Notaries, and Other Services, it does state that remote online notary publics are required to, quote, contract with the appropriate third-party vendors before applying. If you're interested in learning more about RON certification in Florida, head over to the Florida Department of State website at dos.myflorida.com. Title Talks is produced by myself, Amanda Farrell, and Prop Logics. Original music is by Cole Sando. Graphics are by Jordan Norris. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Until next time, I'm Amanda Farrell, and this is Title Talks.